What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. It's time to cast off on a new adventure. This is Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Hadgood. Hello and welcome to Real Adventures from wherever you are listening right around the country. The year is 2020. It is our new show, our third year. Redmond, Aaron Hapgood, one of Victoria's most prominent anglers. Morning, Redmond. Good morning, Patrick. It's good to be back. Three nice years? Are we th- three or Two four and a half. years? Two and a half, three years. Don't know. I three never, and a half. I never really keep, you know, onto the detail too much. That's what we've uh, talked a lot of rubbish in that's this. A, that's we what, certainly that's have that's, that's what Joel, our, our wonderful producer, is for. He's the details man. Um, it should have been an incredible. An enjoyable Christmas period. For many it has been, but for so many of Australia, over a quarter of the country is burning. Um, Astonishing numbers in terms of animals uh, lost, over half a billion um, hectares burnt, um, towns destroyed, houses destroyed, lives changed forever. Um, One of the the saddest Christmas times for, for all of us in Australia, no doubt, Redmond. Yeah, and I've got a lot of people that, and I know a lot of people around the country do as well, a lot of people that have been touched by what's happened with these bushfires, especially for, for the, the guys that have been touched on, uh, the, that I know from more of that sort of Bermagui down to Mallacoota. Uh, which Lakes is, Entrance. Wise. Lakes Entrance, yep. all through there has been touched. And I've got a lot of mates that you like you just said that missed out. And when I say missed out, I'm going to say it because it should, not that it shouldn't, it did happen, but they've missed out on the Christmas and New Year's with their friends and family uh, purely because they're either fighting fires or they've lost everything. Yep. And uh, from Malakuta, you've got, the, uh, you've got the guys, the Cuban, who are there, an abalone uh, crew that work out of Malakuta there and watching their stories when this all unfolded. Like, it makes you shake now, watching what... One minute they're sitting at the porch on the house, being getting prepared, and then not even 30 minutes later, all of a sudden it is pitch darkness at 10, 10 o'clock in the morning. And when I say pitch darkness, you can't see a thing. Yep. And then they're racing to the boats and they're out just in the lake off Malakuta, escaping this yep. fire that's come through and has just wiped, I'm going to say it, everything out. And then having guys up in Eden, uh, even uh, our good friends at the holiday village there, Jason, uh, the guys at the Eden Caravan Park, where I go every year in March religiously, and I go numerous times as well throughout the year, but I'm just saying with the boys, it's my trip there, my holiday there to these guys' home. And I, I say that it's not going to be the same driving down that highway to Eden. I don't think we're going to have the excitement uh, going there. Um, but you're we, going back. I'm going back. It's driving along those roads, seeing the disaster that's happened. It's not going to be like, oh, how cool is this? Look at the colour. It's going to be... To, you're going to sort of get about a 1% out of 100 of what they felt was just seeing the blackness. Yep. And not. And you're going to... Yeah, it's going to be a bit... It's going to be... Um, or even just during the week, Pat, it's just gone. Having that smoke from that easterly wind sitting over... While I was fishing in Port Phillip Bay, that smoke that brought a bit of reality to me. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I can see how bad it is on social media, and, and I don't that know. was from Tassie. <laughs> or was that from Tassie? That was, was it Tasmania? Yep. Well, to see the smoke just set in and what these guys are seeing when it's pitch black, I don't think anything can be uh, compared to what these guys have experienced to what I've experienced. Just even seeing it, like you don't know how bad is it, Pat? Like, uh, like it's, it's, it's it's been incredible. Um, one of the things that it has shown that we should all be incredibly proud of as Australians is that. Australian spirit when when our backs are against the wall and just the communities coming together and we're seeing in the boating community um, great example and people that you know um, well within the industry uh, Redmond just yep. 
doing their bit to try and contribute I've got, in as many ways as they possibly can. I've got friends, uh, or, or George Laranzas, he's up a bit higher um, in the state, and he's literally driving up and down the coast taking he runs ice. Charter. Whatever. No, he's just he's just a he's more of a wreck guy. Yep. Um, but then you've got um the fire out charters from Lake's entrance. We just watched a video that happened during the week of the generators that he's running from Lake's entrance to Malakuta. And I'll give you the How tip. How far is that trip? Oh I don't actually know, but it's it's not it's not close. Let's put it's, it that way. It's decent. Yep. <laughs> it's not close at all. But you've got to remember that during the week we had southeasterly winds. That's onshore there. Yeah he's in a nice bass straight boat, but carrying generators he's got Generators up to generators on his boat, and he's driving up and down the coast. Like how the community comes together. If you're going to take a positive out of this, it's how we rally together. And something of social media that you experience and I experience is, let's be honest, is hate and how bad social media is at times. It yep. is a disgusting place to be. Yep. But you can also see what it's brought now with the positive of absolutely what we've done. And instead of the I'm going to say it, the shit talk that happens every day of our life on social media, it's actually come together and been a very positive place, apart from seeing the, the fires take images, over, images yep. and the, the animals and other than that, which, yeah, you can't really help, but for what we've done to raise money and one of the uh, fundraisers that I'm strongly going to support, and, and the reason for this is it's the fishing community, which you and I are both strongly involved in, and it's, it's called the Bushfire Fundraiser. There are a few fundraisers. So if you do want to try and find this Bushfire Fundraiser, you can look on my pages. I did post it during the week. Yep. So you can check it out. But they've got a silent... Well, they've got an auction going just throughout the time at the moment. Like, it's just happening. People are bidding on, on this on the uh, actual group itself. And a whole lot of different people from within the industry are donating. Oh, Whether it be Lone Star, every, busted Salt fishing. Guys, Busted Fishing. A whole lot of different things that people can bid on. Charters, uh, fishing reels. There's prop... Like, there's accommodate... Like, everything. You name it, there's everything to do with fishing. And it's, this is what we're saying. It's great to see the fishing community come together. And this, 100% of profits obviously go to the yeah, bushfire Yeah, it's appeal. going to the bushfire appeal, appeal as well. And this is on Sunday, the 12th of January. So it's tomorrow, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. This is the fundraiser. It is at Busted Fishing, which is in Carrum Downs, Victoria, uh, 316 Industry Boulevard, Carrum Downs, Victoria, Australia. So if you are in the area, drop in. Open your pockets, Patrick. Spend some money down there. Buy a new rod. Whatever. It's going to go. It all goes towards uh, the fundraiser to support the the victims of the bushfire, which is. I don't know, I don't want to ever be a part of that, Patrick. So, But it's a massive fundraiser. I'm strongly supporting it. I'm giving away a free day's fishing with Gwaine Blake and myself. Uh, I'm probably going to get 20 bucks for it. People come fishing with me, Pat, but we'll see what we can raise. I reckon you'll make very and good money so out of it. Basically, check it out and uh, go down there and have a great day and let's raise some money. Redmond, uh, let's get to the fishing because... We've been on a hiatus for a couple of weeks. We've had a, a nice time off. Um, but a, a new year brings sort of reflection on the last couple of weeks. You've had a good Chrissy. It's been interesting, obviously, with the fires devastating certain regions of Australia. Um, luckily in Victoria and all around Melbourne anyway, um, there's been time to get out and get for a fish. And um, for a lot of people looking to to escape, I suppose, well, um, I read, and enjoy the break. I read something uh, on social media during the week, and one of the posts was, don't stop posting things on social media because of what's happening around the country. Post your positive things on there. For example, me going out fishing for the day because people need to see that. It brings back positive to their mindset. So if you are, stop posting stuff, whether you're catching fish because you feel sorry. Let's keep the positive mindset going because it, it's people looking at it and go, oh, geez, how cool is that? It, even yeah. if it makes them smile for 30 seconds. But the fishing has been... Uh, it's been relatively good, Pat. It's about to kick off, I think. Uh, I've, as in, I've found the the temperature has been challenging because it's sort of oh, been it's sitting freezing. It's been sitting around that sixteen, sixteen point three, certainly around where I'm. 
Yeah, you're spot on. It hasn't got above 18. <laughs> and I've been waiting for it to hit sort of, you know, 19 plus to get those kingfish in, which everyone gets excited around. And this time last year, we, we saw them everywhere. They were prolific. Well, Gwaine has done... Of course, Gwaine. Gwaine Blake, who co-owner of Salt Guy, for those that don't know, he's got some stonkers down off that Western Port region way. I'm talking up to nearly 20 kilo fish already, which is awesome to see. There has been a few bycatches out of Port Phillip Bay heads. And what I mean by that is when you snap a fish in, you got a little burly trail on the surface or whatever it is. They've been coming up behind people's boats. I wouldn't say they're here yet in some serious numbers, and it was what you just spoke about. It's mm. that water temp. You're not going to rock up out the front of your place down at Mogs Air Pat and find those schools of fish sunning on the surface. I don't think yet. You might hit the odd patch. Nah. Well, you've no, been, been looking. None. Yeah, you've we've been, been looking. We've fished yep. hard. Exactly. And there's been nothing. Well, that's the key to it is just the water temp. And once this water temp comes up, it's going to really shape up the season for the kingfish side of it. One thing that has been good, which I'm actually in a bit of shock about to do with the water temp, but the reason that it has been so good is the mako sharks the reason for it is the baits here pat the arrow squid the slimy mackerel everything's actually here and that's what the shark have followed not not necessarily the water temperature not too concerned with the no well you'll catch them through winter through portland because they're following the schools of bluefin you'll have bronzies there too so there are some really really good captures of mako um going around the whole state at the moment i know there was one close to 150 kilo out of portland uh during the week i was actually going to do port ferry uh, at the start of the week, but due to the, the southeasterly winds, was a bit of a change of plans. But also, I'll get I'll get down there, and the reason I say Port Ferry or great place to target mako sharks. But the fishing is coming together. Crayfish for me were very good over the summer break, and yeah, geez, you had some size, yeah, some really good ones. We didn't break any monsters, that's for sure, but some good ones. So consistency was good. A lot of that. Well, when I say size for most people, like, <laughs> so our biggest was 3.6, I different. think. 3.6 kilos. It was a good cray. I'm, I'm probably, it's a bloody good cat. It's an awesome cray. And we got a fair few around that size. Uh, the key to it, once again, is don't dive those big reefs. Yep. Don't dive the ones that everyone can see. Use your brain a little bit. Use your sonar. Use your mapping and find those little crevices that, not crevices, they're little, they're still reefs, but they only come up Two meters instead of ten. So yep. if you're diving fifteen and one comes up eight, ten meters, Bob and John down the road have probably found that too, or it's on their maps. So use the maps as a starting point. Work off those areas. Find those smaller, smaller ledges. They're still two meters. Now, if you if you're in the car now driving, just look up two meters. Like it's it's quite a big it's, ledge. It's decent, yep. Exactly. So basically, what I'm trying to say is to get off the grounds at everyone's hammer, and that's going to help you find more craze abalone. They've been great this season, Pat. The size has been consistent. Plenty of abalone. Now, I actually copped a fair bit of hate on social media a couple of days in a row, but I proved my point. I got back into them. <laughs> no, because abalone you're only allowed to take on certain days of the year, Pat. Yep. Where, as of Christmas, so 25th, to the second January, sorry, second Sunday in January, you can take abalone on each of those days. You still got to stick to your, to your uh, limits, five per person, and depending on black lip, green lip, Look at your guides, fish, download it on your phone. It's an app, awesome app. It'll take you, tell you everything in your hand. So basically, what I'm trying to say is you can take them from the 25th of Jan- uh, December to the 2nd January, a uh, second Sunday in January. I've just made that real hard. You have just... Okay, let's do it again. Like the- 25th of December <laughs> to the 2nd Sunday in January, you can take your abalone. So people are hating on me. You, why, you, why is it different for you to take abalone? Why? Because but I could. Because <laughs> you never... Ex- that's the worst... Ex- I like it. Well I, but that is right. So make sure... You- <laughs> Which part? The last bit. Yeah, I just got it right. So, Brooks, <laughs> let's fix that now. <laughs> but basically, the, um, if the fishing has been good. The snapper, extremely late, Pat. They're still going now. Well worth targeting them. The bay temperature is cold. I was fishing down the bottom end the other day, and I still had... I know it's to do with the ocean too, but 16, 
Clinton so, Springs uh, is warming up a bit. Is it gonna? Is it gonna lengthen the season at the back end? Do you think? Like, are we gonna get? This is where I'm worried for it. I don't. I, I thought it was gonna be. Is it safe to say we've had some hot weather, but it hasn't been? Well, look, look what we had during the week. We had below twenties. Mm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So it's but it, it got warm at the back end of the week. Yeah, it, well, that's right. So we haven't, ha- but we haven't had those steady days, but with the hot days. So we haven't had twenty fives, twenty sixes consistently with thirty fives. Yeah. We've had thirty fives, thirty eights, where they've done the damage with the fires, and then all of a sudden you're getting your twenty degrees, your nineteens, your eighteens. I think on Tuesday it was freezing cold, yeah. and basically. What that means is I reckon that I thought it was going to be a very short snapper season. It was going to go back, like not like steady, steady. Then all of a sudden, bang, bang. the temp got, and then drop back down because it was going to be too hot. But it hasn't done that. And that's why I think that the snapper season is going so good right now. Uh, what you just asked was, is it going to maintain its way through? I think it'll stop at some... Not st- It never stops. I think it'll back off a bit. And then when you hit that April, depending on what happens with the weather... It's going to be uh, relatively good. Uh, the whiting in Western Port, Port Phillip are great as well. So the fishing is good. We're just waiting for those kingfish to make their uh, way down in some serious numbers. Um, speaking of snapper, the South Australian government has announced uh, an introduction. Oh, I did see this. Trial tag system. <laughs> 606 an- anglers to be randomly um, selected. Um, they get five uh, tags each, and they can I suppose go out and fish for snapper. What did you initially make of this? Obviously, it's going to be, and you can um, enter the ballot um, at www.pir.sa.gov.au forward slash snapper. There's obviously going to be thousands and thousands of people that are going to be applying for this. Well, to tell you honest, where do you see it at? Like, is it is this just a gimmick of, uh, oh, we'll let some people fish so you can fish? I don't fish. get it. Like, the main know. reason I don't get it is because I went to, to went to load the article and it said I had to pay for the subscribe, so I didn't get to read, <laughs> I didn't get to read for the full article. It was the advertiser in Adelaide. I'm not reading that one. <laughs> but I had to pay, for, uh, pay, for, uh, pay to read it, so you've told me the most information. But basically, what I, do you make I, it? it's I, 600... I I think it's a hoax. If it's banned, it's banned. Is it? I don't know. Well, if it's going to generate money to the to the to the tackle stores, well, it's, it's absolutely not. Like it's nah, six hundred and six angles, so yeah, it's, it's not, not that it. many. What do you think? You you're into this stuff more than me. I think it's a hoax. Well, I just like how do you police it? Like, so a boat goes out, one person's got the the right you know, has has got the is it is this actually ballot. happening? Um, yeah, it is absolutely. It's happening. So it's, it's, well, it's a it's a trial. So, yeah, so they are do, they are doing yeah. it. It's not just a, in the air. It's definitely <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I don't know. How do you? So it's going to be. How it, the hell do they going to monitor that? I don't know. Well, obviously, you know, one person's each got the got the tag. How many people you can get in a boat? And I, I don't know. <laughs> I just found it a bit of a gimmick. Like you said, if you're gonna if you're gonna close it, then just close it. Yeah, I, that's what I think to, too. You know, you're giving anglers hope. In it's it, like so a little bit of a tease. Maybe we can, but. It just sort of annoys. There's me. a reason it's banned to keep it. Like they've banned it for a reason, so they say. Exactly. Ban right. it for. Well, you can't just open it to 600 anglers because you feel like it. No, nah, exactly. Uh, uh, Redmond, we've got a massive show of real adventures um, after the break. We've got Ricky from Lakes Fishing Charters from Lakes Entrance. He's going to give us a bit of a report on what's happened over the last couple of weeks, which has obviously been devastating for so many in that local community. But just how important it is to get back fishing in these locations and promoting tourism around the region which is what these small coastal towns totally rely on you're listening to real adventures plenty more after the break you're listening to real adventures with patrick dangerfield and aaron habgood
Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's time for the Social Club. If you've got a question for Aaron or I, make sure you send it into our Real Adventures Facebook page. Just don't make them hard and we'll answer them. Exactly right. <laughs> Barry has our first question. Where is the best chance to land a big Mako in Victoria because I can only land smaller ones locally outside of Port Phillip Bay? Interesting question. We Good spoke question. a bit about this off the yeah. top of the show, Redmond. So basically the Mako sharks that we have here outside of Western Port, Port Phillip, they don't... They are getting a little bit bigger. They're probably getting up to that 40 kilo now. I don't know how it works, but years ago, Dad used to, or everyone used to catch stonkers outside of the Port Phillip Bay heads. Overfished? Uh, yeah, honestly, I don't know. If, I, just, I also don't reckon the boats come, because when I was a kid, and I used to live, I live in Ocean Grove, and I used to go to the surf club of a night, or if we're driving over the beach, you used to be able to see the arrow squid boats working on the horizon. What I mean by that is the commercial guys that go out and target arrow squid have thousands of lights on their boats. Yep. Well, not thousands, but lots of lights on their boats into the water and they catch arrow squid. Ah. I have not seen one of them out there ever for, so for a long time. So the, I think the bait wasn't here. So yep. the, why the big ones were... Well, I don't... That's just me, well, my observations on the water. But basically to get yourself a big one, yeah, get away from here a little bit. There are the odd big ones around, but a place like Port Ferry is where I was going to head to try and land a big one. I know one came out of Portland that was 150, just shy of 150 kilo during the week. Portland's a great place. Um, Port Ferry is a fantastic place. Even Apollo Bay is good because they've got the reefs out wide there off the Cape and even down the Gippsland Way. So you're looking for reefs, are you, when it comes to... Well, reef holds <laughs> reefs hold life. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Like, if you go to a reef, what you have parrotfish, you've got bait on it, you've got snapper that come to there, then you've yeah. got slimies. I know it's got parrotfish. I've got <laughs> plenty of them over the break. <laughs> but basically, anywhere there's structure, there holds reef. Now, Thousands got, of them. You've got a place like the... Yeah, of course you did. You've got a place like Lakes Entrance, as we spoke about in the show today, and you've got the shelf out wide there, but you've also got great bait that holds out there, even towards the oil rigs. You get marlin through that um, through there in the next couple of months, Pat. Not even. This time of the year, you'll get marlin. So, basically... Anywhere up Gippsland Way, uh, Marlow, that whole coast, Malakuta, all through there is even Eden, New South Wales, is fantastic Mako shark fishing. Now, if you get a big one, I'm all for taking it, but just don't let it go to waste. Yep. I don't know how big's too big. I know there was one that was 400 kilo. You weren't happy with a few weeks ago. It's too big to keep. Well, just the mercury content. Yeah, I, like, I, I'm with you. It's, it's getting a bit big. I'd probably keep it, but it's, it's getting just, a bit. <laughs> no, it's such a, be- it's such a beautiful shark. There's not many of them. Keep the smaller ones, but don't. Yeah, it's the, the big girls like that. But getting down the coast, either side of where you're talking about, Baz, and get down there and try and try and uh, put in a trail, and don't let that trail stop, and you get yourself a nice big Bruce. Harry, is it worth chasing snapper in Port Phillip Bay? Still, we spoke yeah, about we this did. off the top of the show, Redman. Yep. You spoke about the temperature and how it still is quite cold. Question you on whether we think we'll see a bit more of a. Um, a decent fishery in the back end, but you're a bit sceptical. Uh, yeah, I don't know how it's going to pan out. I don't know if it's... They reckon it's going to get hot, hot. Like, I don't know, Jane Bunn and their crew, I don't know if they really know what they're talking about half the time, but they reckon it's going to be really hot in the back half of the year. Uh, so it depends what this water temperature does, but your question is right now, and yes, it definitely is. Some fantastic fish, even caught at Clifton Springs. The water's not as hot as what it normally is in there. Usually it's well over 20, and it's not. Uh, you've also got... That caram area is fishing very well, but now's the time to start pushing a bit deeper. Uh, in my report on Salt Guide this week, I put the marks out deeper to go have a look uh, because they're trying to find that ideal temperature for them and pushing from 15, 14 to 16 out into that uh, 20 to 22 is probably where I would start to be looking now, especially in the coming months if you're targeting them. Next question, Patrick. What's this one? I think this is Stephen. Stephen, what is the best way or apps to look for to win forecast in an area where we're going to fish? Yeah, really good question. Now, the first thing I'm going to say, everyone says how bad willy weather is. 
it's not that bad if you actually uh, search in the right place. Yep. Now, I had an argument with a mate of mine during the week. He was at Port Arlington, and Port Arlington's weather report, he was looking at a live report, and he typed in Port Arlington. And what that did, that gave him Avalon Airport, and that was saying that it was northeasterly, where he wanted to come around and fish sort of between Queenslip and St. Leonard's for whiting. Yep. If he had a typed in South Channel into that, uh, into Willy Weather, he would have seen that it was blowing southeasterly around that 10 to 15 knots. Avalon Airport's miles away. So you've got to be really specific with to, the way that yeah, you use exactly. these apps. So uh, the best way to explain it to get your head around it is a place like Portland. Search, Don't search Portland. Search Cape Nelson, which is actually the cape out wide of Portland. And you've also got place like uh, Polo Bay. Don't search... Uh, what are you smirking at? <laughs> Nothing. Your beard just looks funny sometimes. Don't move it. Um, you've also got Apollo Bay, which is the Cape Otway. Search places like that. And Eden, you've got Green Cape. Uh... Uh, Malakuta, make sure you're searching uh, like Gabo Island and places like that because it's no good searching for a place. And also use your charts on Bomb and Windy TV. I love Windy TV. Shows you the colours, the fronts that are coming, and it works really well. That is the Social Club. If you've got a question for Aaron or I, mostly Aaron because he's the expert, make sure you send it into our really. What do you mean smirking? Facebook I don't like this smirk you got going on. <laughs> now it's time for our dream at boating destinations. Thanks to Club Marine. Ensure your boat or jet ski with Club Marine. Call or search Club Marine to find out more. Ask for a PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. Our dream boating destination is one of both our favourites, certainly one of my favourites. It's my birthday in February. Um, Xmouth. I'd love a trip to Exmouth, Patrick, just to let you know if you wanted to take me up there. For one of the most beautiful places. It is. In the, one of the best fisheries well, it is. in it's, Australia. It's one of the best game fishing destinations in the world. You can catch all uh, six billfish there that are commonly caught, well, not commonly, that are caught in Australia. Yep. So swordfish, you've got all sorts, your, your three marlin, you've got sail, everything you can catch there. Uh, another really good thing about this place is it covers the coast with boat ramps. Uh, you've got three launching facilities, uh, one at the marina, which is only just out of uh, Exmouth itself with a couple of Ks. Uh, Bundigi, I pronounced it correctly, uh, that's 12 kilometres north of Exmouth, which pushes you up a little bit. And then you've got another one, which is Tent to Tabidi. Is that right? Yep, sounds good. Uh, which is 35 kilometres from Exmouth. And to put, it in, to put 35 kilometres in, into a little bit of perspective there, you haven't got – 35 kilometres isn't a long way. Yep. So what I mean by that is, yeah, I've got a boat ramp to launch here, but I want to fish here. There's no point in launching on the water and copping a flogging on the water if the it is boat. a little bit crappy out there yep. when you can drive 35 kilometres, which is – how long would it take you to do that? Probably 30 minutes, say. Yeah, exactly. 30, 35 Not minutes long. to drive up to beat – to get to wherever you want to be. But fishing side of it, yes, I spoke about um, the marlin – and the swords, but it's also got some uh, fads, which we uh, spoke about over the show, previous numerous shows we've spoken about. Yep. They've got numerous fads out there, uh, which are accessible for anglers. And Incredible reefs. I'm not even going to... Oh, like the reefs are insane. Yep. And you've got... I'm not even going to talk about the fish you catch there because we don't have enough time on the whole show, <laughs> let alone this segment. But basically, everything you want to catch. Exmouth, I think it's the ultimate. The issue with it is towing a boat for anglers like myself, Pat, now... Uh, say for you and I wanted to go there, uh, I personally would like to use uh, my boat yep. or a, look, a boat that you and I want to fish out of. Well, GameX is coming up in March. And it is. a lot of people you'll see sending their boats up, up on trucks. Because they want, to, they want to fish out of their own yeah, boat. And I this, certainly understand that. Yeah, and this is the issue. And we did it with Cairns. You popped the, the, the boats up on towards Cairns. It's something you probably need to do then. You've also got to – I know – 
people will drive up, then once their boat's there, they'll just tow it around there, then put it on the truck back, so they're not towing for two and a half days, which it takes from Melbourne. It's 13 hours from Perth as well, so it is a quite a hike to get there, but there are some great charters there. Just search them up, Exmouth. There's plenty of opportunities to uh, to fish there, and uh, not just fishing, diving, scenic tours, you name it, it's got it. Um, yeah, literally diving, it's, it's insane. The whale shark diving also incredible. So whale there's shark. Mo- there's more than just whale shark. Whale shark. <laughs> That's one creature I'd love to dive with. More than just um, you know fishing and boating. It's just so much more than that. Exmouth, our dream boating destination for this morning. Club Marine is Australia's leading provider of insurance for boats and jet skis, and now you can win the dream with Club Marine. Club Marine members have the chance to win a share of over $260,000 in prizes, including a Ram 1500 Laramie pickup truck and a Northbank 600C boat and trailer package. Call or search Club Marine to find out more. Eligibility criteria, terms and conditions apply. Call for a PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. New South Wales permit number LTPS 19 slash 33208. On Real Adventures, it's time to get all aboard for Dometic. Mobile living made easy. Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's time for All Aboard. Thanks to the Dometic CIB 26 Cooler Bag. Keep food and drinks cool on your adventures. Our special guest this morning is Ricky Gretsch from Lakes Charters Fishing in Lakes Entrance, one of the towns that's been hit incredibly hard over the last few weeks, Redmond, when it comes to the Victorian bushfires. Good morning, Ricky. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, guys. How are you going? Ricky, paint a picture for us. For those that haven't been in the front line, we've only seen it on TV, and it's one thing to see it on TV. It's another to, to actually experience it, to live through it. Um, it's been an incredibly difficult New Year's and Christmas period for you guys. Yeah, look, um, so where we are in Lake Entrance, we were lucky enough to be, well, I wouldn't say lucky, but we were more fortunate than others. Um, we actually didn't get the main fire front. Um, a lot of smoke, a lot of smoke in town. You know, there, there are days there where, you know, people find it hard to breathe. Um, but it, it is, it has definitely made it very eerie in town. You know, there's no one around. You go down the main street, you know, the, the town was almost deserted at one point, you know, which, which was the right thing to do, I think, with the, with the warnings that were out. But it, it's definitely made a big difference in this town. One of the, as you said, one of the things that's hardest to deal with is the balance between um, safety, and making sure that people visiting the town are safe and if they want to get out, then they evacuate, but also just how that affects the local economies and what we'll see certainly over the next few months as we see these towns uh, look to recover from from the fires, and we certainly understand it, it's not over yet. But for a town like Lakes Entrance that, that is back in business now, can you paint a bit of a picture in terms of shops that are open? You started up um, you know, back chartering earlier in the week. This is obviously yep. one of the most important periods of the year for you guys in terms of making ends meet, um, yet it's been hammered by the fires and it's going to make it really difficult for people to get down there or the perception around um, you know, not being open for trade. Yeah, definitely. Um, look, there are a lot of businesses back open now, but like I've gone down the main street and I've spoke to a lot of guys, locals who have opened up, and they're, they're literally there thinking, what am I here for? There's, there's, you know, there's no reason really to be open just due to the fact there is no one in the town. I mean, and, and it is sad, but there are a lot of other businesses that are staying open, supporting the locals, which is awesome, you know. As you said, I opened up early in the week and we've, we've really had nothing, which it, it's no big deal, but, you know, it, it does make it hard knowing that these 
these probably two to three months of the year is where us and many others around these uh, coastal communities where this is where we need to make make our ends meet to sort of get ourselves through the winter and make our way through the year. Like one of my good mates, he works in the town. Now, he's not in the tourism business, but he um, he's just a normal carpet layer. But due to the, the what's been happening, it's, it's sort of made him have to shift to Melbourne, shift all his family and everything to Melbourne, rent a house there just to make ends meet to sort of get by through this year. He's got no other choice, which is sad, you know. Ricky, just like obviously Lakes Entrance, you need to. It's a bit of a, a bit of a detour off the main road to get down to Lakes Entrance. Not not a huge one, but the roads are all open into town from every yeah. el- most angles now. Yep, yep. All the roads are open. Look, but, but no matter what, you still want to be vigilant. You still want to watch your warnings and all that. But uh, currently, you know, everything's opened up, which is good. You know, we can people can get in and out of town. Um, which is awesome, you know. So we can get people coming down, even coming down for day trips, which would help out a lot of small businesses, you know, coming down, having lunch down here. understand, you know, the smoke is lifting. You know, we are getting a bit of sunshine through here. Today it's nice and warm, and, you know, it's, it's nice weather. So, so I, I, live in a, I live in a place, Ocean Grove, and Pat, you live in a, a pretty tourist place, or not quite, you're just out of it, but Aries Inlet, and we're always saying to each other, like even with the missus, I'm driving down the supermarket, oh, tourists, go home, like I'm sick of driving, it takes me 10 minutes <laughs> to get here, 10 minutes to get there, and I'm tipping you do it too, Ricky, at times, but it's times like oh, these yeah, where you take it into granted, like we need to make this clear now that these guys down in Lake Entrance and other places need our business. They need all of our support, uh, whether it's fishing or the local clothes store or whatever it is. And I've spent a lot of time in Lake Entrance. That whole strip yep. down there, Patrick, you can't even get a line for a beer down there half the time this time of the year. So even get down to the prawn trawls and buy a prawn. It's a big line. So we need to get this to happen again in Lakes Entrance. The roads are open. There are things available like fishing charters yeah, and a clothing store are. down the road. So let's get down there and try and help support Lakes Entrance. Yeah, that's it. Yep. There are, look, there are even like, you know, your local prawns, they are there. They've got their own signs out. They're trying to sell their prawns and seafood that they've caught that night, which is awesome, you know. And there are people going to them, but not enough. Really, what we need, we just need a lot of the community. The donations and, you know, what the firefighters and emergency services are doing have been absolutely amazing, even, even with the volunteers, you know. They deserve more than anything from anyone. But like, what we'll get this town by is people revisiting it, I believe, and, and you know that will keep everyone open and, and make them survive this winter. That's going to be ahead of us. Ricky, let's talk about uh, Lakes Charters Fishing, your business. Um, one, yep. of the, one of the things that the fire won't have affected is the fishing, clearly, um, and Lakes nah. Entrance is incredible when it comes to that. Now is the time um, where you know you get some, some wonderful weather um, in terms of fishing conditions, um, what are you chartering for at the moment? And in terms of um, just how busy your schedule is at the moment, it's worth people ringing up and getting on the phone because um, no doubt some would have been scared off, but you've certainly got charters available. Yeah, well, look, we definitely have a lot of charters available at the moment just due to a lot of cancellations. Gratefully enough, a lot of people have said, hold on to my deposit, I'm going to rebook with you next month or the month after, which we are so you know, over the moon about that is awesome that people can do that. Um, but at the moment, yeah, look, I've been doing it for about four or five years now, the charges here in Lakes. Um, at the moment, we're, we're targeting the uh, King George Whiting, which they're, they're hot in the bite at the moment. It's been awesome. You know, we're just before this all happened, we'll, we'll go on out and we're getting in run and catch a fish. I mean, yeah, good catch. Um, but what we really concentrate on with our charter business is family-friendly charters. You know, we're all about getting that young bloke out there or your young daughter out and catching them their first fish, you know. I think that's what it's all about, you know. 
just making sure you know everyone has a has a really good time and they're happy. You spoke about uh, sort of the family element in terms of the charters that you got available, full day, half day charters. What do you recommend? Yeah. Oh, look, we we do about half day charters, you know, and we we charge around ninety five dollars per person, which, which you know pretty cheap to get out there on the water, you know, spend half a day out there catching fish and putting smiles on faces. That's, that's what it's about, I think. And, and Lakes is the most beautiful place in Victoria. You know, you come down here, you go through those waterways. It is amazing. The sights you see, the dolphins and the wildlife are just amazing. Yeah. Ricky, far away, how can they get in contact with you? you got the Instagram, Facebook and the phone number? Yeah, we're on uh, our Facebook, uh, Lakes Charter Fishing at Lakes Entrance. And we have an Instagram page again, like Charter Fishing, and it's 0458 669 820 is our phone number. Yeah, give us a call and we'll, um, we'll definitely love to get you out on the water in this beautiful town. Ricky, thanks so much for joining us on Real Adventures this morning. And um, thoughts and prayers are one thing, Aaron, but what people need to actually do is um, get back down to lakes. When spend some up, money. Spend some money when there's good days. Yeah, that's it. Give Ricky and the guys a call. They'll take you out. Ricky, you also own a, a hire boat business as well. Do you want to give yeah, that a, a quick we, plug? We, yeah, we've got Blue Riviera Boat Hire. We've got you know, six-seaters, eight-seaters, and we've got an awesome barbecue boat. That's awesome for parties and all that sort of stuff. Ooh. Again, you know, we were down there today. Not many people around, but we, we will stay open. We will stay open through this. And Ricky, if you go down right now too and you hire the boat right now, you get the lake by yourself and put the Instagram posts and then – Everyone go down there, Patrick. <laughs> exactly. Ricky, thanks so much for joining us on Real Adventures this morning. Thanks, guys. Ricky Gretsch from Lake Charter Fishing. Uh, let's make sure we support these guys yep. as much as we possibly can. He's got plenty of charters available. Um, so all his details you can find at Lake Charter Fishing on Facebook. That was All Aboard for Dometic. Dometic Mobile Living made easy. It's time for Reg Review. And it's that time of the year, Patrick, where the yellow tails start to shine in the sun and the green backs sit up there. Then you and I go down and chase them. I'm talking about the kingfish. And we're going to review because we're going to get you ready. Uh, we're running a little bit behind schedule. Not us, the fish are running the a little bit behind schedule there. at the minute. So you've got a bit of time to get ready. But basically, I'm going to review what you're going to need to chase these kingfish now, we get, how many messages do we get, Pat, on Real Adventures, our social, excuse me, we get hundreds and hundreds of messages of people asking about these fish and what they need to chase them. And this time of the year, it, it is just nuts. It's just, just hundreds after hundreds. <laughs> where, do, where do we go? Where do we go? Where do we go? Well, and another thing is, what are we, what's your best way to catch them? Now, we had a question on the, the show before we wrapped up for our Christmas break, was basically the question was asked, what do you use to catch kingfish? And... I, it's not that I don't like this question, but there's no answer for this question because I don't even think sometimes the kingfish know what they want to eat. Well, for me, us, so. <laughs> for me, there is only one thing. Oh, you I, do, yes. And I don't get these. <laughs> the, I paid 28 bucks a lure for these things. Or you but, take them out of my box. But bungee casts, I have found, for some reason, down Aries Inlet, Mogs Creek Way, it's the only thing that I've found works on surface lures. There's a couple of other things, but in terms of consistency, that's the best lure. Well, she's thirty dollars, <laughs> and you got to update the hooks too. But but I've got to cover lures in a sec. Don't get carried away. Sorry, get me I was off track. Getting excited. First of thing. First of all, you need to be versatile for these fish. You not only need to be versatile with what you have gear wise, but you also need to be versatile in the areas you're going to go. Also with the conditions. Is it safe to say that you like? Is it hard just to say? You know what? Thursday we're going out. The weather looks good. We're just going to. You know, we're just going to chase kingfish yep. because they're such a temperamental bloody thing. It is, and yeah, and not only that, you they're need a to, shocking fish to 
to try and fish for. On the day, you don't just need to catch them also. You need to catch your live baits. You need to be able to have your drift patterns right if you're jigging in certain areas. So, yes, you can't just say it. If you, I pick I look the at best, the weather in advance. They're <laughs> the best fish to catch, the worst fish to fish for. That is yeah. exactly what a kingfish is. Is that why is. they're the most sought after? Or one of the most sought after? Well, they're, they're beautiful to eat. And we've been out on the, the boat before where Sammy Goodwin's cut it up beautifully and we've had it as sashimi. But they're a prick of a thing to fish for. <laughs> well, hopefully this helps. So basically what you need is you need a kit of rods. And what I mean by that is... Now I'm talking to cover your butt on the whole day. Now, I know... Different rods will cover certain different things as well. And what I mean by that, you can use one rod to cover the other, yep. but I'm going to cover it all. So basically, you need to be ready for jigging. So how I set my rods out is I go and catch my... The first thing I do for kingfish, pretty much, is I catch my live bait. Yep. So you're using your light whiting rods to go catch your live bait, just the samurai reaction, whatever you've got. Go catch your whiting. No, not your whiting. I do like catching white on that rod. You go catch <laughs> a slimy mackerel and your arrow squid. And then you catch You're your live You're still on holiday today. No, I'm good. I'm, go- I'm excited for this chat. I'm a bit carried away. Basically, you're going to use catch your, your live baits, but wherever you're going and however you're targeting them, have everything ready. Now, what I mean by that is if you and I go out, Pat, I'll have my, uh, say, for example, we're going to live bait first up. I'll have my two live baits out, possibly a third, two yep. definitely. But up the top in the rod holder, I'll have a jigging rod, a bungee cast rod, and possibly a soft plastics rod. Now, the reason for this is, what I'm, I'm not necessarily saying a rod, I'm saying a plastic ready to go. So on a rod. You can buy certain jigging rods now. If you had your way though, yes. would you have all those rods set up? Like yeah, that's you, what I'm saying. I yeah. would have each one on each rod. Uh, one, oh, sorry, one on each rod. A jig, a plastic, um, or a, a casting lure, whether it's the bungee cast, whatever it is, on each rod, ready to go. Because if one pops up, I don't want to be taking my knife jig off, not one, if a school pops up, I don't want to be cutting knife jigs off to try and get a surface lure on to cast 30 metres to these fish. I just want to go bang, there you go, go, swing the boat around. Absolutely. So w- there are certain styles of jigging rods. You can get proper jigging rods. Now, I used it when we were away in cans, Pat, and I caught some magnificent fish on it. It's the extracted light jigging. Now, I caught uh, cobia up to 15-plus kilo. Now, this is a lighter rod, and you can go right up to the heavy extracted jigging rods. Now, they're an awesome jigging rod, but you can also use those jigging rods, so those heavy extractors, uh, I prefer the spin ones. I know Gwayne likes his overheads, but I like my spin gear. But you can also run them with live baits on them because they've just got so much go in them. So you yeah. can that's where I'm trying to say. You can verse, use, be a bit versatile here. Then also you can use for your baiting rods, so your squid strips and, your, and back to your live baits, the Samurai Osprey is my go-to rod. 20 to 40 pound. You can even go up to the 60 pound if you want to fight those bigger fish. Uh, depend- now this comes back to what I was saying with your areas you're fishing. If you're in New Zealand, you're not going to use that. You're going to go to that heavy extractor yep. and you're going to probably run a 15 or 18, 20,000 staller on that rod. For down here at home, Gwaine's, I know he's catching fish up to 20 kilo. He actually fishes a lot lighter than me all the time, but I fish that bit heavier. So if I'm targeting the school fish, you can use your Osprey 20 to 40 pound or your Reaction 15 to 25, which is your nice snapper gear. You can use your snapper gear on these rods. What, what are you matching that with yep. in terms of reels and braid? Now, the snapper gear, all mine have got 5,000 stratics on them. Yep. I've got about, I think it's most of it's 25 pound, no more than 30 so on my 5,000. It's certainly not overkill. No, it's definitely not overkill. And these are for the fish, for example, outside of Mogs last year, a lot of those fish were that sort of 8 to 10 kilo. Yep. So we'll use a bit lighter gear. But when we're fishing the rip and you're going to catch bigger fish, and you've also then got what I said at the start, the conditions and the elements. So you're fishing the rip, and you're, got, you're coming off a wall that's 15 and drops into 80 metres, but then goes back up to 20. You need to be able to stop these fish. So having the gear, being ready, and spending the money. And, I don't, and I'm the first one to get you out of spending money. Trust me, I'm very good at that. But basically, 
not spend you need to spend money on these gear just because of the power of these fish and how picky they are. You can run live baits, jigging, and you don't, and you don't want to you don't want to lose them after. No, you don't want to lose these fish, and not only that, you don't want to lose your twenty, twenty, or thirty, or forty dollar jig. The bungee cast is dynamite. One thing that I personally don't use for kingfish is actually. I want to ask you a question: Have you ever seen a kingfish jump out of the water? No, I haven't. Have you? What does a popper do? It uh, jumps out of the water. Pops out of the water. So my theory is, and I know people catch beautiful fish on them because they hit them. But I try and avoid using them. It comes back to your bungee cast or your subsurface lures. Yep. Anything that just kicks under the surface is what I like to use because they don't like coming out fully. They just don't. So you'll, but you'll still work it along the surface, but um, you just don't want to skip it on. I the don't surface. want it coming out, yeah, because those bungee casts they they're quite heavy. How far can you yeah, cast with those? Miles. So you can use those. Yep. They're only I think they're hundred mil long. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Um, so you can you can cast they are 100 mil long you can cast them and they do subsurface so they're just under the surface and you want it a bit fast you can get them up but you don't want to work them too quick because you want to actually I'm not even going to say that sometimes you want to work them quick because they're kingfish and other times you want to work them slow but you'll work out your bite pattern now this is my most crucial tip when you hook one keep it in the water as long as you can yep. because you they are a schooling this. fish and, always say and I'll tether one to the side of the boat and now do you know You've ever watched the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? You would have watched them back in the day. Absolutely. Yeah. So see that band that goes around their eyes? The kingfish have sort of got that band around their eyes, around the green of their head. Now, this is the easiest. You'll see it. When that okay. starts to fade, when that starts to fade. How's your wife calling in? When you start to fade in color, uh, that means you want to change the tethering on the uh, tethering on the, uh, on the actual fish. So what I mean by that is if I've got a nice eight kilo fish, I've tethered up on a rod over the side. When that eye band starts to change color, Basically, what 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 I mean by that is the fish is starting to tire out, and the fish won't follow that fish anymore. So look at the color of the kingfish, and you can you can check basically um, if the fish are going to stay with it or not. And that's basically my biggest tip for kingfish. Honestly, is keeping a fish at the boat as long as you can and as healthy as you can. If you're going to keep it, keep it. If you're going to release it, even leave the next one in there and bring the next one up. Simple as that. That is Reg Review. This is Real Adventures. Plenty more to come. Red's tip of the week for New Age Caravans. Visit your local New Age Caravan dealer today. Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's time for Red's tip for New Age Caravans, designed for the road ahead, Redmond. Tip this week is something on the back of what I've been doing over the summer, and that's collecting abalone. Uh, I never used to eat it until my good mate Sammy Goodwin uh, taught me how to cook it. And basically... You've become a very good cook now, so I, don't I talk do yourself down. But basically, just with abalone, don't regard it as being a, a, a no good to eat. We made uh, chicken schnitzels out of it. Did you see that on the social media? Hey, was, you made, you, we you made turned abalone, abalone into chicken abalone schnitzels. schnitzels. How did you turn it into chicken? Well, we didn't, it didn't turn it into chicken, but we, it looked like chicken. So we, we chicken schnitzled up some abalone. And, but basically, eating it... Uh, Go buy some breast fillets. <laughs> we, had, we had it numerous ways, and Sam came up with his idea, so we had a crack at it. But it turned out... Pretty bloody good, to be honest with you. But for, more, for more information on Aaron's... <laughs> follow my Instagram. Turning water into wine and abalone <laughs> into chicken. <laughs> but we haven't got a lot of time. Abalone cooking. Tip, of, tip to it is treat it a similar, very similar way to calamari. Freeze it first. It'll break the enzymes down. It gets a bit softer. You can tenderize it as well with the whacker. You've also got your milk and your kiwi fruit to do it as well. If one, you of the can be bothered. That, one of the things people forget... Fresh doesn't mean it's just straight no, out of the ocean and no. into the pan. Exactly. And sometimes, and we spoke to a chef, uh, your Geelong Cat chef, who said we eat too Ado. much. 
potato, fresh seafood. We eat too much fresh, fresh. Anyway, another story. Basically, how I cooked it was, I did numerous times in the pan, the barbie, but we got the barbie super, super hot, and I'd made a garlic butter sauce, which was over my uh, crayfish, and I used that, and I put that over the abalone, not too, not too much, just enough to cover it, and dropped it on the barbie for not even 30 seconds, but I sliced it extremely thin, Pat. So thin was the key. And very quick on the barbie. So, and then take it off, and it was beautiful. Nice to have an entree before a crayfish. Like that one, Pat, and rubbing it into you. But it's it's a beautiful eating um, shellfish, but still, stick to your still, bag limits. Still waiting for my crayfish from Christmas. <laughs> I'm still waiting too. Stick to your bag limits. And uh, yeah, it's a beautiful eating um, shellfish. That was Red's tip for New Age Caravans. Take your caravan experience to the next level. New Age Caravans designed for the road ahead. The Flying Gaff, Redman, we've got two this week, two very quick ones. Um, one, you're sending the way of looters around Victoria. Oh, and um, New South Wales, it's pathetic. Pillaging people's properties who aren't there, who have been evacuated. Um, it's the lowest of the low. It is, and they deserve to be the ones fighting the fires, I think, because it's putting their lives in risk because people are evacuating, leaving their houses to seek safety, and they're going in there and taking property that they... Oh, I don't even want to talk about it, to be honest with you. So it's going straight to them. You're know what they are they're idiots they don't deserve I'm not going to even say what they don't deserve Pat take the next bit because uh, it really frustrates me how you could do that such a low act uh, our last one, Redmond, goes to a, uh, a Queensland man who's pulled in a monster barramundi, weighing in 60 kilos, admitted to the fact that it was lying dead in the water. If he was any sort of Gee, man, wowee. he would have faked it and said that he actually caught it fishing and claimed it as a so surely, what, surely so was, an Australian record. So it was just laying there? Yeah, it was just floating in the water. And he, grabbed, and he didn't claim it? No, he didn't. No, he, he, what he was honest. What an idiot. I don't even... That's... <laughs> I, I definitely would have done that. I would have had it on the social. Look at this, quarter on a popper. You worry about some people, don't you? <laughs> Thanks for joining us on Real Adventures this morning. We've got a huge year coming up. 2020 Real Adventures will be here with you every week. Bye for now.